offering information for your mind, enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. What does the Sabbath have to do with Jesus? Did He abolish it, change it, add to it? We'll explore that and more today on Sabbath School U. Guys, I'm excited for our study. I think this is going to be a good one. Let's just go down, say your name, and then a little interesting fact about yourself. I'm Erica, and I enjoy horseback riding. Cool. I'm Phil, and my name means lover of horses. I'm Brittany, and I did gymnastics for eight years. Okay, well, lover of horses, can you uh, read our verse for us, and then we'll uh, have prayer. Okay, this is Mark 2, 27 and 28. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, and not man for the Sabbath. Therefore, the Son of Man is also Lord of the Sabbath. Let's pray. Lord, we want to thank you for the Sabbath, and we pray that in this study, it'll be a blessing to us and to our viewers. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 So, if we're going to talk about the Sabbath, we have to kind of understand it at first. So, let's just pretend that I don't know anything about the Sabbath, and I come to you and ask you a question, what is the Sabbath? What would your answer be? Well, I'd say it's basically a day of rest that was given to man by God in order to, well, I guess, in order to commem commemorate the very beginning of life, which started at creation. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, I think to look at it as a gift uh, of God, from God, that, you know, we're given seven days in a week, and, and the very last day is, is ours to, to spend time specifically with God, to figure about work and, and all these other stresses of life, these things that we have to do to just mm -hmm. focus on our relationship with God and fellowshipping and just being able to spend time with Him. So it's time to rest, recharge your batteries, mm -hmm. and, and get connected with God. And you mentioned that it was a day, and it's the end of the week, so that means Saturday is what we're referring to then, if the, the Sabbath would be on Saturday, which is, I think, unique to a lot of people because most of Christianity, their holy day is Sunday. Um, but as we're going to see here, um, you know, I think, I think we'll see the Scripture shows that it is, it is Saturday. And I think uh, from the perspective of a lot of people that feel... Um, that, that worship on Sunday, the argument is, well, Saturday, that's the Jewish Sabbath. You know, the, the Christians have their Sabbath, Sunday, and, um, you know, there's, there's the Jewish Sabbath, which is the seventh day. And we have a lot of, you know, we, we don't have time to go into all the history of why it was changed and whatever, but a lot of it did come from that as far as an early Christian church wanting to disassociate itself with uh, Judaism to, in order to set themselves apart more. But this notion of the, of the Jewish Sabbath, it's actually not correct because Mark actually alludes to this. It has its origins in creation itself. You know, mm -hmm. Phil, like you read, it said the Sabbath was made for man. So if it has its roots in creation, then, then it predates even, you know, the, the Jewish people themselves. This is before Abraham. So this is the, the Sabbath is seventh day. That's for everyone. It was in creation. So let's go to that creation story. Let's jump to Genesis uh, 2. We'll read verses 1 through 3. All right, Erica, could you read the verse for us? Sure. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day God had finished the work he had been doing, so on the seventh day he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Okay, so we see that the Sabbath has its roots not as a Jewish custom, but actually has its roots in the beginning of you know, life itself in creation, 
I wonder then if we look at it, what, 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 is, what is significant about that connection? Does it tell us something about the qualities of the Sabbath that it's tied to creation? Well, and I think this is a very important point. And I think one of the reasons that the Sabbath isn't a big deal anymore to many people mm. is because of the ties to creation. I mean, mm. think about society and think about um, what's being taught in schools and, right, right. and what most people work off of and believe. Uh, if you throw out the whole creation story, you throw then the you seven throw out the seven as well. Right. And then at that point, it doesn't become part of creation. It becomes merely a, a Jewish traditional thing mm. that you think, well, that's just something that's old. That's just antiquated. That be, right. And it only applies to one group of people, whereas mm. if it's tied to creation and we're all coming from the same creator, then it applies to all of us. Right. So when we think about the Sabbath and its function in my life, does the fact that it's tied to creation mean something? I think it does, and I think a lot of times we get, and myself included, mm -hmm. we get away from the idea that, you know, we're, we, we think that it's all about rest and taking right, a break, which right. is part of it. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But it also reminds us weekly that we come from a God that right. created us with an intense purpose, mm -hmm. and from that purpose, we have a higher calling to, you know, not only just to be better, but we are right. this amazing being that God yeah. created. Isn't that funny that so, a lot of times we associate the Sabbath with not doing stuff? <laughs> you know, the Sabbath is just not doing stuff. I don't do this. I don't do that. But it's tied to God creating everything. You know, and so and I really like what you were saying earlier about that the Bible. I mean, the creation. Uh, I mean, the Sabbath is restorative. That I kind of recharge my batteries, mm -hmm. and I kind of think it's almost a little. Every week I get recreated a little bit. You know, I get rebuilt back up. You know, the same God that that built everything can kind of build me back up. That's my special time with him, and I can get kind of rebuilt back up. As, as this world breaks me down week mm -hmm. after week after week, I can kind of get built, built back up. You know, so, and I would even add, I think it's not just rebuilding ourselves, but I think it rebuilds the relationship that we have oh, that's with awesome. God. Mm -hmm. yeah. Where, you know, sin has separated us, we get busy with work, we do all these things throughout the week, mm. and here we have time that we return to God and have that time with God, and it rebuilds that relationship more and That's more. That's awesome. Because right. you, this world is getting away from him. It's breaking us down. And then once a week, we come back. Come back to Creator. Come back to Eden experience, so to speak. And we keep coming back and be restored. You know, to, to move on from there, um, we, we then see the next mention, the big mention of the Sabbath that we have in the Bible is, of course, in the Fourth Commandment. So if we can jump to Exodus 20, 8 through 11. Um, it's not like some of the other commandments, which just say, Thou shalt not do this. Uh, there are a few verses in there, so I'm wondering if we can just take a look, read through it, and see 28 through 11, and see, see what that has to say and what it reveals about the Sabbath to us. And Brittany, if you have it, could you read that for us? Remember to observe the sab Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Right, and so we see a little bit of creation elements in there too. Is there any, any lines in it that jump out to you that ring of, oh, creation? He made the heavens and the earth, mm -hmm. right. the sea, all that is in them. 
Yeah, and you know, another thing I even noticed, even even animals mm -hmm. are supposed yeah. to work. Yeah. Again, creation, he created the animals and everything. It's it's funny that it re that it reads like a commandment, like don't, this day sounds awesome. Like what he's describing <laughs> sounds great. Like think think about it. Think of, think of how much his mercy extends to his entire creation. Even if you're an ox and you get worked to the bone six days a week, even that ox gets to rest. Off. Even the ox gets a day off. God cares even about that ox that you're using to pull your plow in your fields or whatever. Even that animal, God says, no, give him a rest too. He needs it. You know, and what I think is really cool is it's not just, you know, the social elite or mm. anything like that that mm -hmm. gets this day. It's everybody's mentioned you've got the ox, the, the mm -hmm. lowly farm animal, mm -hmm. to the servant, mm -hmm. to you, to everybody. It's everybody gets the say. And what I love, and I think it's too bad that it's often mis this commandment is often misunderstood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I love that this is one that gives you like something great. Right. I mean, there's the commandment: you shouldn't kill, you shouldn't commit adultery, you shouldn't mm -hmm. do these things. But this is one where it's like you get a day where you're not supposed to work. Right. You yeah. get a day where you get to rejuvenate yourself, and you get time with God and your family, and you know, this is a really important one right. where you get something back. And coming back to that about it being for everyone, I think that's so important today because I've heard time and time again people say, I don't have time. Mm. I don't even right. have time mm -hmm. to right. relax, to rest. That just right. doesn't even make sense to me because right. I got this going on and I'm important or whatever it is. Mm. I don't have time for that. Right. And this says no matter what. And I think once you experience it, once you take mm -hmm. the time to do it, even if you think that you can't, mm -hmm. you realize it's such a special mm -hmm. day and it's such a gift, and then right. you don't ever want to give it up. That's saying, no, you need this. You know, and for yeah. someone like like a servant, maybe, who is living in that culture, and a lot of times servants would be from, wouldn't even be Jewish. Right. You know, they'd be from another culture. You'd say, no, give them even time off. So you're saying, man, who are these people? And who is their God that I get to get this day off, even though I'm just a servant, I don't have mm -hmm. any position, I don't have anything. Mm -hmm. It really reveals so much about God and his goodness and how he cares for all creation, the ox, the rich man, the servant, everybody, men, women, there's no division here. Everyone is equal because of the Sabbath. You know, and one thing that I've always found interesting is that it's not just the servant, it's not just the animal, and it even says, you know, basically the Lord made the heavens and rested <laughs> on that seventh day. Mm. And it's always been just kind of confusing and interesting to me. Right, that, like, right. Here's this all-powerful God that like just spoke things in to creation, mm. and then He rests. Right. Right. And, but mm -hmm. God wouldn't rest because He's tired, right? Right. right. So why would He rest? Right. And what does that tell us about the Sabbath? Why would God rest at the end of all of that? I think so that He can look back and reflect on what He's done and mm. seeing you know how good it is and how proud of of everything that He's created yeah. He is. And that's why Sabbath is such a cool day. Also, a lot of people like to spend Sabbath in nature because mm -hmm. it takes you back to that and you think, what an amazing world yeah, he created. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, how complex it is. And I think he was kind of doing the same mm -hmm. thing. He was sitting he back absolutely and saying, was doing this. Wow. He saw that it was good, right? <laughs> yeah. He absolutely did the same thing. After every day of creation, he said, and he saw that it good. was good. And so can't you just picture God after six days just sitting there going, this is awesome. <laughs> this is cool. Good job, buddy. <laughs> you know, and then going, you know what? Let's take some time to enjoy this. Yeah, right. So it's God, the, that first Sabbath, that first seventh day is God saying, you know what? This creation is good. I want to spend time with it now. Let's commune together. Every, from, the, from the smallest creatures to, to man, let's get close together. And it is there that we see the real meaning of the Sabbath. It's not just rest like you said, Phil. It is really communing with God and God being one with his entire mm -hmm. creation <clears throat> every, once every week, you know. Well, I like what you added to that because I often think, you know, in this bubble of like, here's God created the earth, mm 
Mm. And then God kind of separated himself and rested. And mm. and I feel like that's just so wrong because yeah. Yeah. here he's got this creation, he's got the animals, he's, he's created everything. Mm -hmm. And that's when he took the time off. And I think yeah. of like man being there, you know, man had mm -hmm. just started life and God created a day yeah. where everything started and then now there's a day to just yeah. kind of spend together. You know, I don't, I don't have much experience creating things, but when I was little, we'd work with Legos, you know, and so I'm building my Lego set, you're building it, and it's the, the process of building it is exhausting, it takes long, it's fun, it's part of the whole reason you do it. But then when you're done, it's, okay, let's play with it now. <laughs> you know, I've built it, let's play with it. You know, and I think that, that there's an element of what God was doing too. He built this creation. It wasn't then, okay, I'm resting, see you, leave. No, and the, the Genesis 3 says that God walked in the garden with them. He had this creation and he enjoyed it with them. And that's, in the Sabbath, we get this beautiful picture of who God is, mm -hmm. someone who really wants to commune with us, created us and wants to spend time with us. But the problem is, is when we look at Christian history, we see that this, this very beautiful thing has been distorted or even removed altogether. Mm -hmm. But even scripture even has something to say about that. Because a lot of times people will say, well, Christ rose on Sunday, that's the new holy day. You know, that, that you know, he, he established a new day. But we see that that's not true because the Sabbath, which is the holiness, being one with God, worshiping him even, and keeping that seventh day, that remains even after Christ. Let's jump just to use one example, Acts 13, 14. It's a very simple verse, but it highlights a lot of the things. Uh, shows that, that, that he's keeping the Sabbath and all of these different things. And I think this is about Paul. And whoever has it, mm -hmm. please read it. Acts 13, 14. Mm -hmm. But when they departed from Perga, they came to Antioch in Pisidia and went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and sat down. Hmm. So what are some of the things that they did? It's the Sabbath day, right? So it's the seventh day. And where are they? The synagogue. The synagogue. So they, we see these basic aspects of the Sabbath. They're still being observed after Christ has ascended. Mm -hmm. It's still the seventh day, and they're still worshiping, still trying to be one with God. The, the, the lesson for this week lists a, a bunch of other ones. We won't read them all, but I'll just list them so you see how many there are. Acts 13.42 says it. Acts 13.44. Acts 16.13. Acts 17.2. Acts 18.4. Hebrews 4.9. All of these things that happen after Christ that list that the people that followed the early church, the earliest church, continue mm -hmm. to follow the Sabbath day. So when we see that, let's kind of come full circle and, and look at what the Sabbath is for us by reading our, our, our verse again where it says the Sabbath was made for man. So the Sabbath is essentially, like we were talking about, this awesome gift that it was created for us so we could be one with God. But I, I know the answer in my life, did, did the Sabbath always feel like a gift for you? I know for me growing up it didn't at all. And, and what changes happened for you to really start to understand what the Sabbath is and accept it as a gift and not a burden? Because it is a burden for so many people. I think. Mm -hmm. Personally, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. that was the, the Sabbath was the time when I could stop playing maybe video games right, or right. watching TV right. or whatever it was. And I remember even like kind of trying to push it right up to my, my parents right. and saying, all right, it's the Sabbath. Let's turn right. that stuff off. I used to watch that sun going, no, <laughs> stay up, stay up, no. Or on the other side, watch the sun like, right, right, go down. Right. Um, and I think that's the way that a lot of people look at it. Yeah. This is an antiquated law that's like, mm. this is what you, I want you to do, or this is yeah. it. And they miss the point of what it really is, and it's a blessing. Yeah. And, you know, I had that time where I got away from it and then have gotten back to it. And what really changed it is that I realized what a gift it was. Yeah. Where it's that time with God to take a, to just put aside. Yeah. 
and to kind of recharge batteries and recharge mm -hmm. that relationship. And it becomes less of something that you have to do and you can and cannot do these things and more of, you know, this is my time with God. In fact, I like to even think of it as sort of like a date night with God mm. or a date day with God, yeah. Mm. Yeah. which just helps out the relationship. And, yeah. you know, if you're in a relationship mm -hmm. that you really enjoy, mm -hmm. you look forward to that date night. Date night, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Eric and Brittany, one of you guys can talk to. What, what about the Sabbath is a gift in your life now? Just, you know, we're all grown working people. What about it is a gift in your life? What, maybe if there's a specific thing you do or don't do on the Sabbath, I think about it just being uh, not all day, but I really like spending the morning quietly mm. by myself where you can just really kind of be in tune and listen. And I think one thing that's important is understanding rest means something different to everybody. Right. There's a lot of people mm -hmm. who say, well, resting for me for one day, is, I can watch, I can watch TV or play mm -hmm. a game or that's mm -hmm. rest for them mm -hmm. from their, their daily week. But right. you know what? When you figure out those things are really just distractions. So for me, it's that it's that quiet one-on-one yeah. -on -one right. time, um, and also being with family and fellowshipping, and just re reflecting on the blessings that mm. we have. Mm -hmm. Family being one of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. To touch on what she just said there at the end, fellowshipping for me is yeah. the biggest thing, uh, because for for me, Saturday is the only day when I can get together with all of my family and friends, mm -hmm. and and you can kind of bounce off of each other in terms of talking about religion and God and these things that that you've experienced throughout the week. Um, and you can kind of encourage, encourage each other and talk about different questions you might have or watch, um, you know, some nature videos, those sort of things. That's my favorite part of the Sabbath is to just be with other believers and, and to just grow together. And I think that's so cool because really how cool would it be if everyone kept the seventh-day Sabbath? Because we, we all, have, we all want to get together with our friends. Oh, no, I'm busy that day. I've got mm -hmm. a thing that day. Oh, I'm working this day. Oh, this works for everyone, but no, it doesn't work for so-and-so. Imagine if just every, we all, right. definitely, we've all got this day off. Right. And if we want to hang out, we want to be friends, we want to commune, mm -hmm. then we can do that on this day. And really see how it's a gift in that sense. Wow, you've just cleared my schedule, God. Thank you. And you've cleared the schedule of everyone, <laughs> of everyone else, that all of my friends and all the people with, I want to spend yeah. time with. Yeah, so... It's really this awesome thing. Yeah. So, I, you know, it's interesting. I like what you were saying about, you know, we had a show, uh, you know, a couple studies ago that was about um, religious traditions, you know, and I think this is definitely uh, an issue where we see a lot of religious traditions. You know, some people keep their Sabbath this way. Others keep, keep it another way. I mean, we just read the Sabbath commandment in Exodus 20, 8 through 11, and what, what's in there? You know, is it stuff about not swimming in a pool? Nope. Is it yeah. stuff about, you know... <laughs> walk, don't jog, right. <laughs> you know, and, and I think what you're saying is really true because one of the points that we hit on that study is that the thing about human traditions is that they vary person to person, they vary mm -hmm. culture to culture, but the one thing that God made universal is, look, do not work on this day. Right. Take time off and spend it with me and with each other, and this is meant to be a gift to you, and then really we see how, well, I may do it this way, someone may do it another way. Right, you know? and I think he did that on purpose. Yes, mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. And, and I like what Erica said about like the specific word distractions because mm -hmm. it's true. Like playing games or something may not be what I do during the week for work, mm. right. and it can be very, very relaxing and enjoyable. But mm. is it distracting from the fellowship that I can have with family and right. friends or, or with God. the fellowship with God? Mm -hmm. right. And I think that's a key thing to kind of ask myself. Mm. Just you know, this thing's fun. This is nice, but is it a distraction from what's really important? Right. right. You know, it's funny, you know, I'll, I'll use a, an example from a culture slightly different than ours. My fiance is uh, Hawaiian. Well, no, she's from Hawaii. We'll put it that way. <laughs> she's Japanese. She's from Hawaii. From Hawaii. You're about and, to get into trouble. Yeah, I was about to get into trouble. Um, but 
there's a lot of stuff there. It's, well, can you surf on the Sabbath? Can you not surf on the Sabbath? And or, or can I swim? Or no, get, just get your knees in the water, or maybe just ankles in the water. But for some people, maybe it's a distraction. Mm. Uh, I got to be honest with you. I'm out in the water and I'm feeling the swells under me and looking out on this beautiful creation. And man, I can't think of a whole lot of things better to do on right. the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. To just man, look at this creation. God is so good. You know, you can almost feel God in the wind, you know, it can be this beautiful thing, but for someone else, they're saying, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. And I think it's something that we all need to be a little cautious of, because I think you can rob someone of their gift when you really try to turn a gift and make it into Mm -hmm. a burden. You turn something that's going to, that's supposed to free you up and supposed to actually lighten your load for one day of the week, and you make it the heaviest day of the week. And I know definitely when I was growing up, I definitely encountered that, and then when you get older, it's you. You really start to understand. Wow, this this alleviates me. It right. doesn't it doesn't right. burden me. And the funny thing is, a lot of those um, guidelines that y- you're you're mm-hmm. talking about, they're man-made. Exactly. We don't find them exactly. in the Bible, and so we have to be careful, especially in communicating with others that may not know about the Sabbath, to make it a list of don'ts. Just really detracts from what it's really about. Well, and I love that you said that because one of the last things I wanted to talk about was. You know, if the Sabbath is a gift, it would be super, and and if most of Christianity does not have the proper understanding, we believe, of the Sabbath, then it's selfish to keep it to ourselves, you know? Mm -hmm. So then what naturally follows is how do we present it to other people in a way that that doesn't burden them down and go, oh, man, you don't do that and that and that? Oh, man, that sounds awful, you know, when really it should sound amazing. So uh, what steps do we need to take in order to make sure we're presenting it as a gift and not a burden? You know, it's interesting because I, I disagree with one thing you said where I feel like these, these rules and things like that are found in the Bible. Mm. However, they're found by the people that Jesus was talking against or kind mm-hmm. of correcting. Right, right. And it wouldn't be the specifically surfing or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I feel right. like you know, they are there, and you can see a population that just burdened the Sabbath and made it unbearable. And they're there, but it was the same thing. It's, it was uh, rabbinical leaders, elders getting together, wanting to help people to keep it better. But then they created something that made it a burden. And that's exactly what Jesus said. He said, you have, you have taken and, and you've laid heavy burdens, heavier than people can bear, heavier than you yourself are willing to bear when he was attacking mm-hmm. the Pharisees. But, but yeah, you're absolutely right. But getting to your, your question about how to share that with others, um, you know, like I said about date night, um, you know, to me, it's just, it's time that you can enjoy. And... I think, you know, with, you mentioned surfing, mm. you know, there are couples that really enjoy surfing together. Mm. There are couples that really like to hike. There are other couples that like to do other things. And it's a very personal thing. And so for anyone to take what is personal to them mm. and apply it to a different relationship Forced on someone else. Right. is just, I think that's a burden. Mm-hmm. And that's burdening that relationship and that, that special thing of the Sabbath. You know, and, and when we talk about presenting it, um, one of the things is that a, l- a lot of people believe that this very verse, our, our memory verse, actually abolishes the Sabbath, or at least fulfilled it, got rid of it, because people will think, well, because Jesus is saying, what he's saying here is actually pretty radical. He says, I'm not Lord over the Sabbath. I don't govern the Sabbath. He's saying, I am Lord of the Sabbath. So, and then he, later in, in Matthew, he says, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I will give you rest. So people say, well, in that culture, there was only one day that you could be close to God. And that's why it was so looked forward to. And that was the Sabbath. But then Jesus is saying, you can come to God anytime. Just come to me and you can experience God. But then the, and it's a beautiful, wonderful, amazing thing. But then some people say, okay, so I guess that means the Sabbath's out. He's fulfilled it. Now I'll just go and run with this. But really it's not a subtraction thing, it's an adding thing. Mm-hmm. And, and Phil, the analogy you used I think is perfect because, okay, I have my girlfriend or my wife or whomever. And so we're together. 
That's good, right? You know, 24-7 access to them. Yet you still need date night, right? right. <laughs> For the relationship to work, you still need yeah. date night. And so that's what I love about the Sabbath, how it's so vital still. Because it's a, it's a weekly date night that we have with God. That even though, yes, God is there 24-7. Whenever you want him, you are there. You're bound to him. But you still need that date night. And I would say uh, good luck to any guy who sets up <laughs> date night with his wife and, right. and decides that it's going to be another time. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's I feel true. really bad for that guy. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I won't get into comparing God's wrath with a woman's wrath. I'm not going to get bite that trap. <laughs> but so that, getting back to presenting, how then do we present it to someone? I mean, I know that I was talking to someone and said, you know, I've had encounters with Adventists, and I, and I got to say, whenever they bring the Sabbath thing up, they just come across as elitist. Mm -hmm. You know, that they just, I have, I'm right and you're wrong. You're doing this wrong, and I'm doing it right, and you need to do it how I'm doing it. And it's a valid point in that, Really, this is something that, if done wrong, you could give someone the wrong impression, saying that, hey, there's something wrong with you. You're doing this wrong. Everything you've done your whole life is wrong. And you can come elitist, and it could really turn people off to something that is so beautiful. I think not only with the Sabbath, but with our Christian walk in general, for me, I think it's so much more important to show rather than tell. Sometimes yes. we do a lot of talking, but I can think of one person right now who I just, they happened to be with me on a Sabbath. Mm. I didn't say a word. And it, by the end of the day, she kind of, realized what I would do or not do or where I'd go or not go and there started to be questions but I never had to say a word it's just the way that I lived that certain day and then they're interested in wondering why do you do that right. and then you get a chance to kind of share about why it's special to you but not to enforce right. the way that you keep it. Mm -hmm. right. I think it's important to remember that the Sabbath is, it's a time to connect with God. Just as, yeah. you know, when you have date night with your wife or husband or, or whoever it may be, that you're setting aside that, aside that specific time to connect with them, to be one-on-one -on -one with them. So Sabbath is the same thing with God. And I don't think you can, can push um, rules or regulations that you that may work for you it's not going to work for everyone else right. just as you know in your own relationship with your your spouse or whoever it might be it's not going to work for for Phil or for mm. Sergio um, so I think it really comes down to how do you connect with God mm. um, what what makes you feel closer to him and and helps you to remember you know this is based on creation this is what right. this time is for and what I love too is that God is the one that sets the date and we, we spend a lot of time focusing on the fact that when the date is and it's the seventh day and that's absolutely true and we see that nowhere in the Bible was that changed but also how do we spend our time on that date to continue your analogy Phil and I think a lot of people whether it's Saturday or Sunday a lot of times they just go to church and then go home and continue on their day and that's it and you're not really getting the full benefit mm -hmm. of the Sabbath when it's really it's a 24-hour rest, rejuvenation, time with God, a 24-hour gift that sometimes we, we cheapen by just going, well, it's a church day and then that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, and it's, I mean, using the date analogy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Let's keep it going. I mean, like, say you go on a date, you go to a restaurant and that's your date. Mm -hmm. You know, the goal is not the restaurant. And if, if I know, you know, dates that I've gone on, like the goal is not just the restaurant. The good ones last longer, right? It, yeah, well, and the, the fun part is picking your date up, mm -hmm. driving to the place, you Talking. know, like, mm -hmm. right. It's not just that, of, that one event, it's the entire process. And when you go, when, when church is your only way of expressing that Sabbath rest or that right. Sabbath, then you're cutting off a lot of the entire process. And you want to do that because you're excited about this girl or about this boy, and so you, you really are excited about spending time, extra time with them, and so really some, maybe sometimes if we find ourselves in that scenario, we just need to kind of reignite 
you know, our passion for wanting to get to know God and to know Him mm -hmm. better. I, th I think it's all the time we have, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining us at home. And remember, whenever you think of the law, think of Romans 13, 8. Love is the fulfillment of the law. And if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website at sabbathschoolu.org. Again, that's sabbathschool, the letter U.org. Remember, the goal of Bible studies, information, and transformation is for the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Sergio. We'll see you later. <laughs>